0: hello and welcome to is this really for kids where we decide and one of the we's being me Thea attached your host i decide if you know is this piece of media really for children we talk about the adult themes we go into deeper discussions about the movies and we have a lot of fun so yeah that's is this really for kids i'm qualified because i had a traumatic childhood and i was a child once and i refused to let go of my youth Anyway, I've got a really great episode coming up for you, so thank you so much for listening. And if you could take a moment to follow my guests' social medias and mine, that would be amazing. They're all below. And at last, at long last, praise be, we are finally at the end of Harry Potter. At least the Harry Potter that I'm going to review for this season. Ugh. I just... Don't wanna think about JK Rowling and her transphobic self anymore. I hope you guys enjoyed number six. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Harley. Her podcast is on Spotify. It's called The Fake Nerd Girls Podcast. They touch on comics, nerd culture, and feminism. You can find them on Instagram. I'll leave the link below. And you can also find Harley herself on Instagram, and I will also leave her link below. She used to be a preschool teacher, so she loves staying kid-friendly. I will try so hard not to swear. Going to be hard because it's the final Harry Potter and... Such emotion is going to happen. Before COVID, Harley did lots of outreach to hospitals, donating comics, and dressing up as superheroes to hand them out at events, which is so cool. I want to do that. That's amazing. So, yeah, let's hear what she has to say on the second Harry Potter. And I'm ready for it. So just tell me kind of your experience with Harry Potter and kind of how you came into the world and everything. So
1: I'm at that perfect age where I was... Basically the same age as Harry as each of the books came out.
0: (laughs) Ooh, that's (laughs) fun.
1: So, I mean, like, earlier on she had, like, you know, one year gap between the books, and then eventually it was, like, two years I think was the most. So by the time the seventh book came out, I was 19 when the seventh book came out. But until then, it's I was yeah. always around the same age as the main characters, and so I had just started getting into reading around the time the first book came out. You know, I was like in sixth or seventh grade, and I was like, "You know, you and know, your kid, you're like, Ugh, reading <laughs> but, but then reading Harry Potter, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know that reading could feel like this that it could be so exciting and and I could be just dropped Aww. into this amazing world. So I was just easily and very quickly obsessed and just went from there and I think that I have possibly reread the Harry Potter books each one at least 15 times. So I'm
0: I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. You're a Stan. You're a Stan. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What is your favorite book? Um, My favorite book is book six. So Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is my favorite book.
0: Yeah. I feel like the most people I've had on my podcast, that was one of their favorites. What's your favorite movie? Is it the same? No,
1: definitely not. um, Because I will say that Past the second movie, they start getting really, really liberal with how they adapted the book to screen. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, like, the, I will say I love the fact that it always feels like Harry Potter. When you watch the movies, it always feels like the same magical world that was built in the first two movies. Thank you, Christopher yes. Columbus. The director, not <laughs> yeah, the historical yeah, person. The... <laughs> um, but he, Chris Columbus is the one who did the first two films, and they are... Yeah. Very, very, very close to the books. I mean, those are also easier because they're shorter books. But, like, once mm-hmm. you even the third book, um, the third movie, I rewatched it the other day. And as I was prepping for this, I was, like, rewatching all the movies.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, was, I like, love the I was, prep work. Yes. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was about it.
1: I was like, I haven't rewatched them in so long. So, like, with the third movie, they start getting very liberal. They brought in a new director who was famous for doing edgy teen movies. He's the one who directed Y tu Mama Tambien, which is, if you're a child listening to this, it's not a children's movie. Oh, wow. Um, it is a movie for adults, but it features teenagers. So he came into the third movie, and that's when just like, the way that Hogwarts is laid out in the films. The first two films is exactly like in the book. And then in the third movie, they completely change the layout of, like, the grounds of Hogwarts. And there's all these hills, and all of a sudden you have to go to, like, Hagrid's hut by, like, yeah, going through, like, a like a weird tunnel thing that's kind of cool, and then down a hill. And I'm <laughs> like, wait, and then, like, the lake isn't on the school property. It's in the woods. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow, I didn't even think about the geography of Hogwarts. I just was like, I assumed it was like the staircases. It just always just moves and changes. So, have you read all of the books? Yeah, no. definitely. Uh, I was like, I probably—I don't think I've read them fifteen times. I probably read them at least like eight times. Obviously, se- the books number seven, the movie that we're about to talk about. The that's the, like that's the least one I probably reread just because. When I was a kid, I had more time to read, I feel like, and now I've kind of sure. gotten out of reading fantasy things and gotten more into, like, I'm really big on memoirs and self-help books now. I don't really read fiction, so. But anyway, yeah, let's dive into part two. Um, oh, man. yeah, oh, yes. uh, What an ending. <laughs> what an, what, oh, yeah. my gosh.
1: I loved your notes, oh, by cool. the way, that you emailed. Oh. Those were really yes, funny. Yes, I'm
0: glad. Yeah, I try to keep like a comedic <laughs> view sometimes because especially with Harry Potter, there's so much funny things that I feel like I don't re- always remember the movies having like a comical thing or the illogical things. And then I, when I did a rewatch them with the intent for this podcast, I was like, what? Um, I obviously now have more like film school knowledge than I did <laughs> when I was like a kid watching these. So now I'm more like, hmm, what, what does this mean? But I will say it like starts out with all the Dementors floating floating around Hogwarts. And that's still, ugh, Dementor, it creeps me out. It creeps me out. Uh, It honestly feels like, you're in LA too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like the weather we've been having. Anytime we have, like clouds, I'm like, Dementors. <laughs> They're you're out
1: like, Yeah, and you're feeling all depressed because we're in a yeah. pandemic and you're like, Ugh, it's the Dementors. They're swarming around. I just can't see them because I'm a muggle.
0: That's <laughs> why so yes. I feel depressed. <laughs> That's me. Whenever I can see my breath, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I don't I don't have my wand. I'm I'm defenseless. <laughs>
1: For me, it just drives me crazy that in the movies they fly. I'm like, gah, they don't fly, guys. They don't fly.
0: They do what not. do they dementors do? Dementors don't
1: fly. They don't fly in the book. Okay, so in the book, basically, they're cloaked and hooded, FYI, hooded, not the yeah. weird, like, your mom's Whispy, nylons yeah. pulled over their <laughs> face with a hole for <laughs> their weird mouth. Oh, now. oh <laughs>
0: man.
1: Because dementors are literally, like, a dementor is if someone... If, a, you know, if you got your soul eaten and taken out of you, you basically would be a person that just shrivels up into this creature, which means that they don't look all exactly the same. They don't all have the same giant weird heads that, like, are <laughs> matching and perfectly the same proportion across all things. Easier CGI, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. But they
1: they they look like they hover. That's, I think, oh. why in the third movie, this is why I don't love the director of the third movie, I'm like, dude, you got way too liberal. You should have read the book.
0: read the book wow i didn't even think about i didn't i missed that i was like yeah they fly in their wispy gauze like that sure yeah no they
1: they hover and you know where i think that jk got the idea have you seen a muppet's christmas carol no i haven't okay so at the end when he's going through his whole thing like the last ghost basically looks like a dementor (laughs) <laughs> it's like, has like a big hood and kind of like more floats along. Cause they're supposed to like float and hover where you can't tell if there's legs walking underneath and that's what, that's what makes it creepy. Cause yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what is under that cloak? Because it just hovers across the ground. Yeah. The final ghost in that version of Christmas Carol is in a huge cloak and it doesn't speak and it's hooded and you don't see its face and it has like a creepy... Gr- greasy-looking hand, which is what they talk about. Their weird, like, dead-looking hands no. that come out.
0: I can't believe the Muppets oh, did When this. I was a kid, that <laughs> was the scariest part of that movie for me. That's the part where I'd be like, oh,
1: I'm scared. And even in the movie, Gonzo, who's playing Charles Dickens, hilarious enough, calls out as the host and goes,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, this part's scary. I'll see you guys after it's over. As, like, a pre-warning, which is so smart, to, to parents <laughs> and to children, like, hey, it's about to get real scary here. Yeah. You know, but they don't fly, they hover, and they have hoods, not the weird, again, your mom's nylon over your face moment. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. I've been uh, imagining them all wrong, because in my mind, they were exactly like the movie, but the hooded thing sounds creepier, too. The good news is in the... Part two of Deathly Hallows, we learn that Bill Weasley, who we don't get as much of, I feel like we got a lot more of him in the books than we do in the movies, but he's, yeah, yeah he's more. basically the secret keeper. They've got a safe house, and this is, Dobby has just died, Ugh, and they have his like little headstone. Oh
1: that moment in the movie and in the book i every time i read or see Doby dying i just can't handle i can't handle my life at I That know, it's moment. so
0: sad it is he was too pure i mean harry literally like loses it too i honestly feel like this is the death that he was almost the most upset about and he's had a lot at this oh, 100%. point
1: percent. because like it's it's like sirius he i feel like he knew like eventually sirius was gonna die and like sirius was you know would wanted to die like a warrior in a lot of ways but like Dobby like no 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 it's like it's like when a dog dies yeah it was
0: Dobby was the dog
1: (laughs) it's the same it's the same thing and I was just I can't handle and I love though that they made like the the handwriting even on his little headstone though matches Harry's handwriting that you see him writing like when you see him writing earlier in the movies
0: yeah that was was nice details
1: guys I love that that's
0: beautiful. yes oh good great filmmaking there yeah and so then they've rescued this goblin i can't ever remember grip his hook. name i just remember him grip hook there yeah. we go grip hook and even among goblins harry potter is famous and i thought that was very funny because i was like what a legacy i was like i would love that legacy it was like I'm famous <laughs> among goblins i love that and so he was actually the first goblin that showed him his very first vault, way back in the first movie, which is kind of interesting. It was like, yeah, let's just. There were so many goblins there. Let's reuse the goblin that we know. In the other movie, Bellatrix was freaking out that the Horcrux cup was supposed to be in her vault and she's like freaking out about that there's like a fake out there and then Grip Hook is like hey I will help you break into her vault all you've got to do is give me the sword of Gryffindor even though the sword of Gryffindor doesn't quite work like that but we'll get there <laughs> And then Harry now has Draco's wand because he won it back from him in the battle. It's very weird where I kind of hate that they made these two separate movies, but I understand time because it's it's just a weird ending. It was just a weird... Nothing was finished. Yeah. And also, like, they just don't...
1: They don't explain a lot in the movies. Like, I feel like once we got to, like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth movie, they just assume that if you're going to see the movie, you've read the book. Yeah, Because I... Things made sense to me, only because I read the book, but I saw, um, I'm pretty sure I saw the set, both the parts of 7, so 7 and 8, I saw them with someone who had only seen the movies, and was a fan of only the movies, and had read the books, and, like, he was so lost. Yeah. He was so, I had to, after both times we saw, I had to explain for each movie things to him, because he was like... Wait, how does it work? Like, I don't understand. Because in the book, they explain they explain yeah. to you how wand lore works, and that's the this that's the book where you get to learn that you can win wands from people, and you're like, what? For me, I'm like, what? That's so cool! Like, and it's one of those things where, as Harry Potter progresses, like you get the more adult knowledge, and Harry finds out you can do it this way. You don't have to kill someone to get their yeah. wand, which is an important fact in this movie. You just have to battle them and basically like the it yeah. out of their hand and then it's ready and then it's yours.
0: I do also so. feel like though this is one of those things that it's like, this is one of those knowledges that should have been in the earlier movies but she, as a writer I think she was like, uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought of this now and it seems cool. Let's put it in the last one. And yeah, because we had this whole thing of like the wand chooses the wizard but also sometimes <laughs> you can influence the wand. I guess like there's a lot of like conflicting things I feel like, in the later books. I feel like it's when you get
1: your wand, your first wand, it's the wand that chooses the wizard, which makes sense. It's, like, it's, it's, like, getting your thumbprint. Yeah. You know, of the the wizarding world, your social security card. I don't know. It's, it's cooler than that. That sounded, make it sound so lame. But (laughs) I think it's, like, once, but once you're an adult and after your wand has chosen you, you can, because in the book he explains it, he's, like, you can win a wand's allegiance, not saying you always do, though, but you can, mm-hmm. and that's why he wins Draco's. But also, at the end of the seventh book, I'm pretty sure he just gives Draco his wand back.
0: Yeah, I... It's like, a, I'd, it's like I'd, having yeah. a dog, you
1: know? It's like the dog picks you just as much as you pick your dog, but then sometimes... It wants to go home happen. with your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. so this things happen, you, your neighbor wins the allegiance of your dog, and then maybe you're <laughs> splitting time, you're sharing custody of this dog. I don't know. Oh, Eventually it wants to go back to you. So I think wands are a little bit like dogs.
0: Pretty much. So then Hermione, because she's so freaking clever, she has Bellatrix's she hair, which is oh, genius, honestly. So subtle and genius. And so they have Harry, Ron, and Griphook underneath the, the invisibility cloak. And then Hermione has Polyjuice potioned as Bellatrix. And it's just doing, I guess, a very terrible acting job because that's just not Hermione's skills. <laughs> which
1: is upsetting because in the book she's actually... Gets pretty good at it. At first, she's all really nice. And then they're like, no, act like her. And then she full on goes full Bellatrix and is being a jerk to everybody. Yeah.
0: In the movie, and she's was like, so awkward.
1: Let- yeah. yeah. I'm like, why didn't we let her do that? Like, clearly, at this point, Hermione has a lot of pent up anger. Yeah. Okay. When she's Bellatrix, that's me going, ah, oh, she's getting her pent-up anger out right now. Yeah, like, that's why I remember reading the book, being like, ah, oh, that's what she's doing, I get it. I wish I could just apologize, potion into someone who's a jerk and go be a jerk and not feel bad about it. Right? <laughs> that's what she does. And we didn't get to see that in the movie. I was always bummed about that. I was like, why are we pretending that Hermione isn't good at everything?
0: Yeah, well, and also she's so smart and she knows that this is important. I'm sure before she even did it, she would like, she would have rehearsed, right? Like oh, it's for like sure. a Shakespeare play. Like She would have been like, okay, I'm gonna take my time. What would bellatrix say what am i what is my character bellatrix doing at this moment <laughs> right she did the whole thing but anyway she's terrible and so all the other goblins know that she's an imposter and they've obviously probably been warned i mean that's pretty smart on bellatrix to be like oh they're probably gonna come for the cup but then harry uses the unforgivable curse it's imperious right imperious is the one that makes you be able to control people yeah yeah
1: yeah, but it was weird. I It was strange when I was watching it. I'd forgotten that they, like, in the movie, they make it, like, a puff of smoke. Almost like you're, you're drugging the person. Yeah. And it wears off.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: it doesn't wear off in the movie at all because you're basically mind controlling that person. Mm-hmm. So I like the puff of smoke with the way, like, the visual of it, but I was like... What, two scenes later, all of a sudden, it's totally worn Yeah, off.
0: well, they also went down the thieves, there's that, like, thieves waterfall yeah. that washes away enchantments, so I think that's part of it, which is some security system, yeah. But it
1: wasn't an enchantment, it was a, yeah. <laughs> it was a spell, guys. And the book, he's, it doesn't wash off, it washes mm-hmm. off, like, disguises and stuff, yeah. but not... A spell that's like in that's currently happening it's an active spell. yeah they
0: just you know they had to get the movie going and add tension i get it you know tension is why we watch things speaking of also tension there is that poor there's just this poor albino sick dragon in the yeah and it's so it's so <gasps> oh, depressing i feel I so bad for that dragon um i guess it ends up being freed at the end so it's fine but so rough. And then even and the dragon is like trained to expect pain when it hears a noise. It's messed up. There's like a lot of animal yes. cruelty going on in these yes. last few books.
1: <laughs> there really is. It's like I remember reading that and being like, Oh my gosh. And in the movie watching it, I'm not gonna lie, it was mm-hmm. kind of hard. When he has to be like abused again for a moment and like then they're climbing his back. I'm like, Oh my gosh, get him out, get him out, get him out. I mean I them too, it. but
0: get him out. Oh, it's so sad. And then, oh, I get so overwhelmed in the scene where when they touch the cup, everything that they touch multiplies. It just... (laughs) oh it stresses me out I'm definitely like trying to like minimalize my life too so this right now would be my current nightmare Um. (laughs) you're like how can I
1: Marie Kondo it if it's exactly (laughs) the same thing over and over again
0: (laughs) oh my gosh and then I just always worried like he was like getting suffocated under it and like drowning underneath the stuff and I've had like nightmares like that And oh I don't like it I just don't I had
1: anxiety nightmares similar to it where like all of a sudden whatever is near me is like Either duplicating or growing in size, and I'm, oh no. and it's like a weird anxiety dream. So yeah, it's yeah. It's a I wonder sort of if that's like
0: Alice in Wonderland. It was like slightly based on <gasps> stuff like that because oh, that's what yeah. it reminds me of, kind of. Yeah. But anyway, Harry is successful and he ends up getting the cup, which is great. Good job. I I don't know how he really pulled it off. It was very overwhelming to me. But then, of course. Hook totally cons them, you know, goblins (laughs) being goblins. And he's like, oh, I said I'd get you guys in. I didn't say anything about getting you out. So he is the worst. And then because of the Godric Gryffindor sword, it doesn't, you have to be like chosen for it, right? It's not, it's not something you can give away. He doesn't really get it. So at least he kind of gets gotten that. I guess they kind of played them. I don't know if Harry realized that though. I don't, I don't know if Harry realized that he couldn't give the sword to grip hook i don't i don't really remember how it was in the book
1: yeah so in the movie it's sober unclear but basically when they're at shell cottage which is by the way not a safe house shell cottage is literally just where bill and yeah. floor live it's their cute little awesome In the movie house. i think
0: they made um, the it a safe house right yeah
1: yeah In the movie they
0: they're like oh
1: it's a safe house and we and he, like bill says this line where he's like yeah we used to come here when we were kids <laughs> like to this house and i was like what? aren't the Weasleys poor? Yeah, how did they have two
0: I, houses? <laughs> I know. I was like,
1: he said something about them being their aunts, and I'm just like uh, going, what? Why are we? Why are we adding an unnecessary line? It's completely unnecessary to tell us any yeah. of Also,
0: they got married. They could like, have gotten a new house. That makes sense. Like
1: yeah like you're it's, telling me all of the realtors like, are
0: death eaters every realtor in the magical <laughs> realm is a death eater <laughs> clearly
1: yeah there's parts of this movie where i'm like why did we add something when you're not even including essential things I know. the plot? okay anyway let's continue but um in the book it's that bill because remember bill and fleur actually work at green gut oh thing. yeah Bill has for years, and then she works there part-time to improve her English, and that's how she, like, gets with Bill. You know she planned it since the fourth book, obviously, when she's looking at him. But, so they know the goblin, like, them very well, and basically in goblin society, if they make something, if there's something that's goblin made, even if they sell it to a wizard, they consider that being rented. Mm. That that fee that they're paying, you know, is a rental fee, and that once that wizard dies that they should get that back like the goblins should get it back and so the fact that things made by goblins have been purchased by wizards are like passed down
0: is um, offensive in wizarding (laughs)
1: families is super offensive to them but then the wizards are like yo i paid thousands of galleons for that that's not a rental fee that's the that's me purchasing it i purchased this from you Mm -hmm. so that's why they get really upset because in the book he actually the goblin tells harry grippe goes oh you know godric gryffindor's sword is actually was previously owned by this famous goblin and it was you know won from him by gryffindor And then Gryffindor, like, made it his own and all this stuff, and there's all the lore around it, and he's like, it belongs to the goblins. It's not a wizarding artifact, it's a goblin artifact, and I want it back. So that's why Griphook steals it from Harry, is because Harry can, Mm. because, I mean, technically, A, it was left to Harry, also the whole lore behind it is that if you're brave, it comes to you. He could then it's his yeah. he, it's within his ownership. He could give it to Hook, but his whole thing is that they were kind of like pulling one over on Gripok, and they don't explain it very well in the movie. Because so you're just mad at Gripok for stealing it. Mm-mm. You don't understand why he thinks it's his, which in his society it do, it yeah, is his at all. You. And Ron gets a little dirty with it and was like, oh, yeah, let's just not tell him when we're going to give it back. Let's promise it to him, but we're not going to tell him when.
0: In the movie, it seems so dumb because it's like, that's the only thing you have to end the horror with. Yeah, exactly. It seems like you just gave away, then you're going to be back at square zero. Which is exactly what
1: happens because Harry goes, okay, yeah, Ron, let's let's not tell him exactly when. And and Hermione's like, uh, bad idea, guys, because she's always smart. Mm -hmm. And they do it anyway. And I'm there being I remember even in the book I was like, why couldn't you just tell Hook, "Hey, we'll give it to you, but we need it right after for like yeah. another month and then we'll yeah. and then you
0: can we'll find you and we'll bring it to
1: you." But they don't yeah. do any of that. They don't communicate properly.
0: I kind of don't think Griphook have would have went with that. I think he no, would like, no, have been like, "No, I want it now. I want it yeah. now." And they would have been like, "But if you get it now, Voldemort will kill you." You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think I don't think, but I don't know if it would have mashed in the conversation either way the Green Gods <laughs> ride at the harry potter world in florida is my favorite uh it's very good <laughs> if you're oh, there. i haven't
1: been to that one yet
0: I've oh it's the one so here. much worth it's so much better than the one here i was spoiled because oh. that's the one i went to first and so I was like, you can't top it because it's so much bigger, the world is so much more developed there, uh, but the ride is fantastic, so yeah, gotta go. They're supposed to be
1: building it Are here. they? Oh,
0: I hope they do. I hope yeah. they do it with the time that they have right now because nothing is, you don't have the people. I think it's
1: under construction right now, like legit, I'm pretty sure it Ooh. is at Universal. They should do it because
0: it's, oh, it's a fun ride. It's because they have the dragon and everything and oh, it's good. It's very similar to like the Hogwarts ride, but I think it's a little bit faster and yeah. you're in a mine cart and it's oh it was fun but now Voldemort knows that Harry is after the Horcruxes and then Hermione yells at him and she's like you can't let him in and Harry's like I can't help it you know he's like I've I tried they started <laughs> learning occupancy way too late in my game it's not really his fault but he knows now because of Voldemort getting in the mind it kind of worked out because he knows that one of them is at Hogwarts it's Ravenclaw's thing yeah and they're like You know, I don't know if any of our plans work because part of them are like, should we go plan like how we're going to infiltrate Hogwarts, which where Snape is the headmaster and Voldemort is coming and they're like, you know, none of the plans have ever worked. Our plans always mess up, which I kind of loved as a lesson because I feel like that is something that is so ingrained in kids these days is like, oh, you've got a plan, plan, plan. And it's like your life is... Probably going to go a million different ways, right? So there's like, there's a degree of being planning Mm -hmm. that is smart, but there's also like kind of, you've got to learn to go with the flow and go by the seat of your pants and kind of relinquish control to the beast of life.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like you have to more in life be like goal oriented versus, versus having a plan. Cause let me tell you, I had a plan at 18. (laughs) Do you know how (laughs) fast that plan for my life fell apart? in like a year but also yeah, now and me my,
0: too honestly yeah.
1: in my 30s now i'm so happy that that Yay. plan fell apart <laughs> i think about it now and i go man if i still if i had stuck to that plan i would be wildly unhappy at this moment
0: yeah in my See, life I so think- everything works out as it's meant to be. It's just the hard part is like, cause sometimes in the working out of it, you're like, I don't understand and I want it to stop. But then <laughs> it like, I feel like years later, you're like, oh wait, that makes sense. Cause yeah. there's always been stuff I was like, why didn't I get that? And then I go and I hear about it and it was like, there was like an awful onset experience or an awful thing that was happening at the time. And it was like, oh, perhaps that is why, perhaps I didn't need to go through that thing. Sometimes you don't always want what's best for yourself. But anyway, yeah, (laughs) they decide to take the secret passage into Hogwarts and it's crazy because now I think this is like the first film and of course it's the last one where we're kind of truly seeing Voldemort as being super hurt like he is wounded and now he is more dangerous and more desperate and he even tells. I think then Harry can figure out that Nagini. It's really kind of lost in the movie. You know it if you read the books, that Nagini is also a Horcrux. But yeah. in the movie, I think it's just subtle and where Voldemort's like, Nagini, please stay close.
1: Yeah. And everyone just says, like, kill the snake. Yeah. And that's basically it. And you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> we miss so
0: much, too. I was thinking about it in the sixth one. We miss so much of Voldemort's, like, history, too, and, like, the reason why he's like this. We're, like, just.
1: Which is, like, the most fascinating part, I think. That's one of the reasons I like book six so much is because you get to see Albus and Harry having a very open relationship, full of trust. You see them working as a team instead of Dumbledore just teaching mm-hmm. him stuff. You see them diving in. Yeah,
0: oh. which is so important after yeah. the fifth book, too, because he was so ignored. It's, like, kind of a redemption yeah. for Dumbledore. Yeah. Which is And also, needed. one
1: one of the things that I, I will always be sad about in the seventh movies, seven, part one, and two, is that we don't dive into Dumbledore, like, at all. Which is a huge part of the seventh book, Mm -hmm. is you is Harry reading The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. Yeah.
0: Honestly, too, and they have all of these prequels that they're not doing anything with either, with The Life of Dumbledore. That seems like a waste. Because that was the most interesting part, I feel like, of book seven. Because then it kind of Mm -hmm. made this thing of, like, for all these other previous books, Dumbledore has been this hero. And then on this last one, you're like... Maybe he wasn't right. Maybe he wasn't that great of a guy, right? And then you start kind of realizing all of Dumbledore's mistakes, and it's that—it's yeah. that very real thing of a kid of like what's happening now with like the Me Too movement and people that like people trusted and learning that wow, they're all like really cool. terrible abusive people, right? And this kind yep. of separating the art from the artist and and people's mistakes in the past, and if they influence who they are presently. It's really crazy. Yeah, and showing
1: that he grew, I think is the most important thing, is because Dumbledore was a great man. Yeah. But he had to learn how to be one. Yes. And that's why I love the seventh book, as you learn about that. And then you also meet Aberforth, which we Mm -hmm. super brush over in the movie. Oh, yeah.
0: He just comes off as crass, and we don't even get the sister story. I don't even remember the sister story, to be honest. But I remember it being good. It's amazing. (laughs) I mean, it's like the sister
1: story short version is literally that when Ariana, their younger sister, is very, very little, she is doing magic in their backyard. Because that's a point where wizards just can do magic, and they can't really control it. And some muggle boys see her. And then they try to make her do it again, but because she's a child, she's supposed to be, like, four or five. Like, she's young. And then they basically abuse her. They abuse her. And that's oh, what makes man. it so that then she's scared to do magic. And that's why Dumbledore's father goes after those muggle boys. Yeah, he goes he goes after those boys and gets them. And then goes to jail, like, he goes to Azkaban for the rest of his life because he went after the boys who abused his daughter, and that's why Dumbledore doesn't have his father around. And so it's just their mom, and then it's dealing with a a little girl who has such trauma, and clearly, it's also, it's the magical world, but it's also the 90s. It's the 90s in the magical world, we can't forget that, and that's why there's, like, no even, like, and this is even earlier, so this is, like, what, the... 20s because Dumbledore is really old he's like a child in like the 20s and his and it's like in school in the 20s because yeah uh, Voldemort is in school in like the late 40s I want to say so you have this time where there's no such thing as therapy really so she they can't take her to therapy they just have to deal with it but they can't send her to school because she could seriously hurt herself and others even more than usual children with magic and that's why they hide her That's why they hide her and it's Aberforth who's the one who really loves her and wants to take care of her and you know Albus is like whenever he goes to Hogwarts he's just this you know brilliant human and then he comes home and he has to deal with things that aren't as honestly flashy and so that's that's and eventually what happens is that when he's friends with Grindelwald that one summer when they become besties and I think also
0: boyfriends yeah lovers oh my god that's boy what i friends. thought yep. that's been my thought oh. all the time dude i've been i've been creating that forever i was like it's oh true. it is true i, was, I don't care it's why canon do you think
1: out of nowhere <laughs> albus really ch- honestly because before that he had no hintings in his school career of being like magic is might being his mindset and then he meets a boy over the summer
0: <laughs> and, yes and all of a
1: sudden he's parroting what that boy says it's because he was in love you know, and, and Harry in this yeah. book, he gets so mad. He's like, Dumbledore was our age because Hermione's like, well, he was really young. Obviously, he changed. And he's like, he mm-hmm. was our age. Also,
0: sociopaths are very compelling. You know what I Dude. mean? Like, everybody has had their time where they fall in love with a psychopath. It happens. A sociopath to
1: or a narcissist, uh, you know, similar enough. And yes. 100% that's what Grindelwald was. For sure! And mm-hmm. so he falls in love with him, they have their thing going, and then at one point Aberforth confronts Grindelwald about all the BS that's happening with him and his brother, and this whole Magic is Might thing, and, and is like, what are you gonna do, Arya? Like, you can't take Ariana with you. What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna mm-hmm. do, Albus? And so then they, the three of them start dueling. Where Grindelwald attacks yeah. Aberforth first, and they're fighting, and then Dumbledore joins in because he doesn't want either his boyfriend or his little brother to be hurt. And then at that point, at some point, Ariana comes in and tries to help, but because she doesn't know how to control it, something happens, and someone's curse they still don't know who, hits her. And that's how she dies. So that's why Aberforth blames yeah. Albus. That's why at her funeral, he punches Albus yeah. in the face and breaks his nose, and that's why Dumbledore never fixes it. It's a magical world. He could have fixed his own nose in like five seconds and he keeps his nose broken and crooked. And I've always thought this because he kept a reminder to himself of what happens when he seeks power and what happened to his family because he wasn't clear headed. I
0: also think it's a reminder of being like so blindly in love that you hurt the people that you do love too because i think that's why he treats harry so harshly in some of the beginning of the books too because he's like he has so much love for harry potter that i think he like gets scared about it right and i feel like in a way harry potter is like the surrogate sister in dumbledore's kind of messed up mind because this is baggage right yeah yeah. Oh
1: a hundred percent. Anyway,
0: the Harry, Hermione and Ron, they meet Aberforth, who is the one who sent Dobby. I don't remember if that's clear in the movie, but it's kinda clear. He says yeah. it. Yeah. He okay. says it yeah and then the looking glass thing because there's that mirror where he keeps seeing dumbledore's blue eyes and that i remember that being so prevalent in the book but it's kind of like just symbolic in the movie but anyway that was aberforth if you were wondering out there (laughs) (laughs) they got the same blue eyes yeah the same one i can't remember is this the same it's the same actor as dumbledore right playing aberforth or did they just cast really nice
1: I think they just cast really nice. Oh wow, same
0: guy. That's insane. Yeah, because they do—they do look very, very similar. For a while, I was like, "Are they? Is this the same person? What's happening? (laughs) Who am I?" But anyway, Aberforth is like so emo compared to like Dumbledore's jolly because he's like, you know, the order is finished. You you know—who is one? You know, he's like. Dumbledore gave you a suicide mission. He's, like, so grisly and bitter. He's, he's a negative he Nancy is. in it. Yeah. So, but it is, like, messed up, too. I kind of understand. Like, here's this great wizard, Dumbledore, and there is, like, no mention of his brother and sister, really. Right? Like, we've never heard of Dumbledore yeah. having siblings. Like, that is kind of messed up.
1: And also, Dumbledore doesn't even mention himself. If I, If you think about it, like, in the books and stuff... There's points where Dumbledore knows things and he goes, oh, yeah, it's because I'm friendly with the local barman. And you don't realize it's because the local barman oh, is Oh, wow, mother. yeah. You know? At one point he references his brother, but he actually says something like, it's, like, humorous a little bit negative about his brother where he says something about he's like did my brother Aberforth when this thing happened to him Mm -hmm. like hang his head in shame no he kept going blah blah blah. he's like but to be fair I'm not sure if my brother ever fully learned how to read so I don't know if he actually ever (laughs) read that article about himself like basically he's saying like my brother is awesome but then he's like but he might have been a little dumb it's like a subtle way of saying that I just remember reading rereading the books in that one section I forget what book that's in and I was like wow That's a really not so nice thing to say about your brother. But if you think about this, it's interesting because also they are so close to each other. Like, he's the local barman. He literally is right down the road from his older brother who's running this school. They're so close to each other. They have to be talking fairly frequently, right? And we just don't know about it?
0: Yeah. Well, and they've even, they've got to have, they send the painting of their sister off. So I'm assuming that Dumbledore had the other side of the painting right and they must have done that they had together to done, yeah for both of them as a way yeah. to communicate yeah that would make sense but anyway Aberforth is like is so bitter about and probably like a little bit sad that his brother died too because now he's completely yeah. alone in the world right and mm-hmm. Harry was like I trusted Dumbledore and Aberforth's like oh well you don't strike me as a fool right it's just like a complete <laughs> jerk to both of them and then Harry's like well you know what you saved our lives by sending Dobby so it doesn't seem like you're somebody who's given up and Aberforth is like yeah fine you know what I mean basically then helps them get in and we see Neville again I know I love Neville he brings me such joy
1: he's he's definitely one of my favorite characters in the books and I feel like he doesn't He gets a good amount in the movie, but he doesn't get it. He hasn't got No, when they
0: took that St. Muggo scene, that's, like, when you really got to understand Neville with, like, his mom giving him the wrappers and everything. That was, like, the turning point. And, uh, I I hate (laughs) that that wasn't in there. I get it because we would have cried forever, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Forever and ever. But, wait, in the movies, do they ever touch on the fact that Neville could have
0: been Harry? that the
1: prophecy was Barely.
0: about? Okay. They never, yeah, they like kind of say it in the fifth one, but it's not, it's not as big as it is in the books.
1: Because that's when like Harry literally feels so much of a connection to Neville and Neville starts being a closer friend of Harry's and, and honestly starts getting better at magic. By the end, Neville is great at magic. He yeah. does not have the nervousness, he doesn't have the struggles. And I think a lot of it comes because of of how he's able to grow, honestly, with Harry. Like, the two of them kind of grow in a similar path near the end, which makes sense because yeah. the prophecy could have been talking about Neville or Harry. And Harry mm-hmm. thinks about it a lot in the books. He has that whole process. We have, that's one thing that miss is missed from the movies is that the books are literally all from Harry's perspective. So we have his internal monologue. Yeah. We don't have that at all in the movies. They try to show it in places, but that's hard to do. I wonder, because, yeah. you know, they're doing the HBO series. And it would have been series. too cheesy
0: with, like, a yeah. voiceover, I feel like. It would with, have been like, excessive a little boy. voiceover. Yeah, it would have been a lot.
1: <laughs> little tiny Daniel Radcliffe's voice doing little voiceovers.
0: <laughs> too much. I
1: wonder in the HBO series if they will do something like that. I'm sure, because yeah. it's supposed to be closer to the books, because they're doing it as, like, seasons versus
0: movies yeah I wonder so. if Daniel Rancliffe will play Snape like he always wanted to um, oh my gosh that would be that'd be so funny <laughs> I, would, I assume that they're gonna have him play James Potter yeah maybe that would make sense that would make a lot of sense also, the reason I think that Neville struggled so long is, like, he's had, like, so many bad teachers. Like, Snape was a terrible, like, emotionally oh. abusive one. All of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers have been, like, what? So, like, I can't even believe. And even, like, this year, yeah. they have, like, the Karos who are, like, Death Eaters. And they practice the Cruciatus Curse on the first years, which is, oh, my God, like... You know?
1: That's, oh my gosh, it's so messed Dumbledore up. Dumbledore
0: hired these people too. Some of these people. Dumbledore is a little bit We well, didn't hire
1: any of the people who are being abusive. I mean, he hired Snape. Yeah, that was rough. You know why Snape is how he is. Because, like, yeah. then you get to, like, I feel like Snape is really the one that's, like, mainly abusive. And I feel like Dumbledore eventually just gave up. Like, I feel like at first Dumbledore tried to be like, yo, be easier on these kids. And Snape was like, No! And after a few years, Dumbledore was like, I give up. Like, I can't change this, man. Because, like, McGonagall's just tough. Like, a lot of the teachers are just tougher. But, oh my goodness. Snape is 100% abusive. Which, I feel like Neville's grandmother earlier in the books... Like, doesn't really like him. So I feel like poor Neville just, like, gets it from all sides, no matter yeah. where he's at, that he isn't good enough, until the later
0: books. For sure. And so he's got, like, self-confidence issues, which probably affect magic, right? Yeah. It's like half of it has to be the belief. Yeah. For sure. But now he's leading Dumbledore's army, so what about that, you know? Uh, comeback. And he turns out to be the hottest out of all of oh, them, I like, know. a few <laughs> years after the movies were over, and they showed
1: photos of him. I was like, that is not Neville Longbottom. <laughs> he is hotter than everybody oh, else in the movies. He is so
0: good. I love, too, when the Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione, they all come back into the room of requirement and the iconic harry potter music is playing and i like to assume that yeah. just like somebody got a boom box and is like playing it they're like it's like his <laughs> theme song they're like the lightning house struck, like the basketball games kind of intro <laughs> hyping <laughs> them up <laughs>
1: man i want a theme song when i enter a room that would be great
0: right <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing yeah. And so basically they inform Dumbledore's army. They're like, hey, we don't know what the horcrux is or where it is, but you know, we need to find it, you know, and it's probably small and it's probably easily concealed and everybody's like yeah um I don't know but then Luna speaks up and I'm still confused as to how Luna went back to school in all of this after she was being tortured in Bellatrix's basement you know I'm like oh because oh they don't they show don't. it in the movie no. do they she's just there at she's school. saved
1: by by Dolby so when Dolby first shows up to the basement yeah I know right? she's
0: saved by Dolby but we never see her make the decision to be like yeah I guess I'll go back to okay, so it's right, in like, the <laughs> book, she doesn't
1: show up till after Harry has showed up. She's not there already. Yeah.
0: In this one, she's there already, which is weird. Which if I thought was... Throws me off She's every there time. already.
1: She, like, also is, like, telling Harry, like, saying things to Harry, like, reminding him of things and helping him figure stuff out where I'm like, I love Luna. Yeah. <laughs> I love her in the books she did not do this no. she didn't do any of this she this is, is like the one much, who but- talks
0: about the Ravenclaw what is it it's like a yeah. I never want know how to even say- a diadem. a diadem, yeah like a headdress thing which right? is basically yeah. a,
1: tiara. Yeah, a tiara a Diadem
0: is a tiara yeah okay I'm probably gonna just call it that just to make it easier because I am oh, gonna yeah. be awful in it and then I'm also confused just like I think Cho Chang is still in here too and I was like wasn't Cho Chang older than Harry I was like why is she this would have been Harry's seventh year why is Cho Chang here I was so, very confused she's but.
1: another one that shows up afterwards and they don't go into that like all of a sudden like they get there and everyone's just there and you're like how did they get into Hogwarts when either they were yeah it breaks the world it
0: totally breaks the world for yeah
1: it's because literally in the book they do show up but they show up after so Harry gets there first and then Neville says to Aberforth hey dude so like some more people are gonna be coming so they're apparating directly into your bar FYI yeah peace and Aberforth is like what no and he's like (laughs) He's like, take care of it. Like, I love Neville's confidence in this book, in this movie, because he's just he's like, take care of it, Abby. Yeah, Check you later, sure. and that's and that's what happens. Is basically he uses one of the uh, one of the gold coins that Hermione put a charm on for for in the fifth book, so they could all meet up for the, the DA meetings. Those coins, Neville, as soon as he is with Harry, yeah, takes the coin and uses that to contact Luna and everybody, and then Luna, because she still has her coin, she contacts some of the other people like Cho, and obviously she's mm-hmm. already with Dean Thomas. So her and they all just come along after they've been contacted.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't see that at all. No. Um, but I do think it's cute that Ginny says hi to Harry, but not her brother Ron. I guess she's seen Ron more than Harry when Ron had a little stompy fit and went back. But it's still. But she actually doesn't.
1: She doesn't see him then. They don't go on into that in the movie either. Is that he goes to Shell Cottage? That's why they go there in this book is because when he stomps off and has his little fit, he doesn't go to the borough. He goes to Shell Cottage mm-hmm. because he's too embarrassed to go to the borough because he's like, you oh, think yeah. that Ginny would be nice to me? He literally is like, you think Ginny's <laughs> going to be okay with the fact that I ditched you? Yeah, nope, not. I don't want to <laughs> deal with her wrath. I'm so not okay not that he
0: ditched them. I'm I'm oh, no. still upset. I will be forever mad at Ron Weasley, who's dead to me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> then they get a message where they're like, everyone must tell me where Harry Potter is or they're going to be guilty. And then... Harry basically is just, like, already at Hogwarts, so you've got a security problem. (laughs) Um, But And then McGonagall ends up, like, finally fighting back after years of having to take, I think, just stuff that she's never agreed with. And Snape bounces, finally, and everybody cheers. And then Voldemort has this, like, all i can call it is the weird ear message because it's just like it's basically asmr but by voldemort where he's like, to fight is unwise you know basically is like you know give me harry potter and you guys will be fine you know don't worry about it uh you can trust me xoxo voldemort but <laughs> 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 one person i can't remember who it is but somebody's like come take harry potter you know what i mean yeah Oh, Pans- yes. pansy oh, pansy Parkinson. She's just she always trouble. Is. She loves Malfoy. You know, she's a troubled girl. Have to be troubled. Yep. But you know what? She
1: doesn't end up with oh, him. yeah. So I bet she really just stayed grumpy yeah. the rest of her life. He was the one that she got away.
0: Marry her. Um, honestly, I think Malfoy is gay. So oh my it's fine. I think Malfoy has been in love with <laughs> Harry Potter this whole time. And that is why. That is why the, his wand chose Harry, because Draco's own wand chose Harry a lot. <laughs> you, don't, you don't agree with the theory? Because you've heard the theory that Draco's actually secretly
1: in love with Hermione. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, too. And that's why he, like, and if you... It kind of makes sense, because he does, like, warn her. There's times where he just shows up, and he's, like... Like, in the fourth book, he's like, Yeah, get out of the woods, mudblood, because you might get hurt in these days. <laughs> and you're like huh why is he telling her to get out of the woods maybe he just
0: wants to be in love with hermione because hermione is the closest that he could get to harry right that's his only way in
1: (laughs) is it jealousy he's like he's like jealous he's like i want to be your beard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hermione. I and mean, maybe he's
0: polyamorous, very, I mean, you know, maybe he wants both of them in different ways. Maybe. <laughs> and you know what?
1: Good for you, Draco. You've grown up in a really controlled, <laughs> rigid, like, household where you were required to have certain beliefs. Yes. I think that you should definitely grow up and, like, explore yourself. Go for it! Yeah,
0: for sure. I'm for it. <laughs> you deserve yeah.
1: it. It's time. You deserve it because he he gets better. Like they talk about it in like Chris Child. Like he, well, he's really grumpy in Chris Child because of other reasons, but he's like yes. <laughs> he clearly is a pretty great dad because his kid is like the best part of Chris Child. Like his little son Scorpio is hilarious yeah. and amazing.
0: So oh, I think it's just you know he really rough parents. Poor Dragon He's a he's a product yeah. of
1: his environment and like absolutely jk rowling actually talked about how she was actually gonna kill him in book six wow and that then she felt like she couldn't because oh my gosh he's getting so popular all these people love draco and she was so confused she's like i literally wrote him for you to hate him and she was like i attributed a lot to the the performance of the actor because he's so good and she's like and it made me Oh, he's oh, so good. He's he so made good. me it made me go and re-examine this character I made and go, "Okay, well, you know what? If there's something to love about him, then I need to find what that is because other people see it and I don't. And she like was like, I re-examined it and then I realized that he's just a product of his environment. And so she leaned into that in the sixth book. And seventh book. Mm-hmm.
0: I think everybody feels something for the bully too. Because we all know there's like, we know there's more to the story, yeah. right? And it's like, it's just somebody communicating so poorly. With probably yeah. a lot of trauma. Yeah, for sure. So then Patsy's like, somebody grab him, but nobody does. And then people flank around Harry Potter, actually. And then I kind of always thought this was was unfair though they're like put all the slytherin in the dungeon and i was like what if some slytherins were for them right like what if there there had to be somebody that was out it can't just be like all slytherins but i get not wanting to take any risks yeah in the book they don't
1: put them in the dungeon actually they get them moving they immediately just push them away they're like oh no no you're a slytherin okay you guys can go first getting off campus basically they're like y'all go first get the heck off this campus None of them want to stay to fight because they're Slytherins. That's just normal for Slytherins, not in a bad or good way. Yeah, but like, it just—it's it's just the personality, the personality they're type. Like, you Oof, know, I'm going to save myself <laughs> first, and I'm not a fighter. Okay, that's fine. That's allowed. You can be your own human, but they don't actually do that. And then Aberforth in the book goes. Why didn't you throw some of them into the dungeon? Like, their parents are the ones who are Death Eaters. We could have used them for ransom. And so I think that's why they did it yeah. in the movie, is because I feel like the director was like, Yeah, let's do that. Yeah.
0: I want to use- and then they never really use them for ransom, <laughs> no. though. They don't ever follow through on Aberforth. But They're anyway, just safe. Whatever. They're just <laughs> safely imprisoned. Yeah, for sure. So we've got Slughorn and Flitwick doing protection spells that, like, do not last very long, but Neville's no. hoarding, holding down the fort because he's kind of the surrogate leader now. I'm so proud of Neville. And Hermione and Ron are going to get a basilisk fang to destroy the Horcrux and make out. McGonagall is there, you know, Woo! and Molly Weasley is there too. Uh, I don't know. We don't really see Mr. Weasley. I'm assuming he's there. He's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, we don't. He's but there. But he get a cameo. So then... Harry goes to talk to Ravenclaw's ghost, but she's very shy, and we learned that it was her mother's tiara, and she is just not interested in helping Harry. I feel like she's one of those feminists who's like, I don't want to talk to men, I don't want to see a man, I don't want to have a man be in my presence. And Harry kind of finally gets her attention, he's like, I want to destroy the tiara, I'm not here to do what Tom Riddle did, because that's, I think, why lady ravenclaw has such a bad experience with men yeah is tom riddle really messed her up yeah she also was murdered by a man yeah well that would that would make sense it's yeah just, who was mad. in love with her yeah the bloody <laughs> Oof, baron
1: yeah. who's the slytherin ghost
0: oh he man. was yeah
1: they talk about I it i totally in the
0: book. forgot about this yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. he was in love with her and goes after her and then gets so mad at her he kills her of course didn't want to wow. talk to men
0: yeah I understand. She's probably, honestly, a lesbian, too, and I'm for it. Uh, I'm yes. just looking for any queer culture I can find in Harry Potter at this point. Oh, she's totally lesbian, because that's why <laughs> oh, yeah. she
1: was like, I spurred his advances, I didn't want a man. Well, that's why mm-hmm. she didn't want a man, it's because she wanted a woman.
0: Yeah, she wanted a woman. Acceptable. That was it. Yes. And then basically Harry convinces her and he's like, listen, I'm for real going to destroy it all. I understand, but I'm the worst. He's like, but I'm Harry Potter, so I'm only kind of the worst. And, yeah. he... and
1: he's like, don't worry, I'm a feminist. My yeah. best friend is the smartest person on the planet. Yes.
0: I would have died without her several times. So <laughs> Like every book almost. Every book, literally. <laughs> and then, so of course, it's in the place where everything is hidden, the like room of requirement, and then basically harry goes to go get it and then voldemort's army is just like it's so big it's huge there's so many people and then we go to the scene of like where we see the bascula skeleton and i remember like my original note was like would the skeleton be thus decayed and i was like i guess it has been five years i was like how i i spent a bunch of time wondering how long it would take for snakes' bodies to decay. And I guess thank you, Harry Potter, for these weird (laughs) thoughts. Then I thought it was kind of cool in the movie. I don't remember though, in the book, if there was like the ghost of the Bascalists when they stabbed the cup. I guess there is, because there's usually like a protective thing that happens when you try to like murder the horcrux right once you try to like delete it
1: yeah yeah they don't mention it i don't think even in the book they just go oh yeah hermione got yeah, to get this, this one. one we
0: get to see she yeah. this one and then but ron has his own little snake happening and um <laughs> hermione and him passionately <laughs> make out well they're all wet it's just so much you know they they had so much sexual tension oh for goodness. so long. It was time to break it. It's the end of the it's the end of the movies. What can we get away with? Um. <laughs> I was about to say some really inappropriate things
1: about a snake. <laughs> and Ron anyway. (laughs) I honestly
0: I'm assuming that they probably had sex even though there's a war going on but I mean like nobody knows they're gonna be alive they've had crushes on each other forever they're like they're of age they're of wizarding age it's perfectly legal they both like each other this is a fine instance I mean obviously there's a war going on so it's not the most ideal time you know but I'm sure. But you know what? Maybe his maybe his basilisk
1: just really <laughs> had to get into her chamber of secrets. I don't
0: know. So true. <laughs> Throwing it out but there. But anyway, Voldemort is so mad that now he's, you know, now he's down to three, the Tiara, the snake, and Harry Potter. Yeah, Neville is such a badass. I just can I've wrote so many notes about him being a badass in this movie because he, you know, we should just never make fun of geeky people because they will come back and destroy you, right? They're like geeky people are like just the embodiment of like when you're waiting for your file to download and it's Always. like you're seeing them in their download phase. Once they're fully downloaded, you are not ready. Um yeah.
1: No. And he's the one thing I did not really like though is he doesn't he doesn't actually get to kill the snake in the movie, right? No,
0: I think he does kill it in the movie, but it's like right at the last minute. I think it happens earlier in the books from what I remember. Yeah, I think because he kills the snake after I think Harry dies, which is I don't think that's how it went down in the book In the book he does. But it takes forever
1: because basically it's once Harry's sacrifices himself in the woods and they're carrying his body, which they think is just his body, but he's alive back to mm-hmm. Hogwarts. And when Neville comes out and confronts Voldemort, like the badass that he is, then when there's like a moment yes. where a lot of things happen at once, including Harry dipping under the invisibility cloak, and one of the things that happens is the snake comes out of its bubble because Voldemort thinks it's safe, and the and like the he puts the Sorting Hat on Neville because he's like oh, everyone's going to be Slytherin. Puts a sorting hat on Neville, and then the Gryffindor sword comes out of the sorting hat. And Neville immediately turns around and just slices the snake's head off. Yeah. Bam! Yeah. Like a badass. It
0: sort of goes like, I'm pretty sure the sorting hat is where he pulls out of the sword in the movie, too. Yeah, but it's not as cool as that moment, no.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't, like, cool moment where he then, like, is a total badass and just kills the snake and all that stuff. Because, like, Hermione and, like, Ron are, like, throwing curses at the snake.
0: Far after yeah. this point. And I'm here being like, what? I know. It's rough. But the good news is, is that, and I love this pairing, that Neville likes Luna and he's going to tell her because they might die. So what a great motivation. <laughs> I know. Which is
1: so cute. And I'm I'm bummed that he actually, he actually doesn't marry her oh, in who the is he actual in history. I want to say it's someone who we don't really know yeah, yeah. very well at Hogwarts, but she ends up becoming taking over the three broomsticks and becoming the new, like... He basically marries the sexy barmaid.
0: Yes, Neville. I see it. I see it. He marries a sexy barmaid. I feel like Luna probably is just not the marry. I don't feel like Luna would believe in marriage. Yeah, right. I don't feel like... she's so quirky. Yeah, I don't feel like she's the marrying type. She isn't. She's, like, she wants to date people and experience them and probably, like, write books about them or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, her. She's... She's like blogging about <laughs> wizarding blogging <laughs> about the men that she and the men and women I feel yeah. like that she I was is gonna say it's. It's gotta yeah. be both for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's no way. But anyway, so they throw in this one last Malfoy battle because you gotta and Malfoy wants his wand back. And man, and then Goyle like just sets the whole Room of Requirement on fire. Oh my god, I, mean, I know. This movie has it literally all. Water, flames, earth. It's like an Avatar movie. <laughs> 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 the last, like, airbender. <laughs> but uh, special effects for you, baby. <laughs> um, so many. But
1: much more of a story than they put in the movie of that. Oh my yeah,
0: for sure. And then, oh, uh, Tonks and Lupin, speaking of adorable couples too, holding uh. hands, they're everything to me. And it's, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair what happens. We,
1: we did not... get enough of Tonks in the movies, period. We didn't.
0: We didn't. And it's a missed opportunity. I HBO rectify this. There's no excuse.
1: Tonks is one of the best characters that gets introduced later in the books who you just immediately, you you fall in love with her literally Mm -hmm. in like 30 seconds in the book.
0: Yeah, because she's amazing. And then we don't even get the whole like baby Teddy story too of her like being pregnant. What a missed. So missed, man. But anyway, they end up ending the tiara's life and Voldemort feels it, and Harry feels it too. And so this is when Voldemort wraps up his own personal snake, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Don't worry, I know Harry Potter is going to come to me." He's like, "Bring me Snape," and then we see a clip of like Greybeard, the like werewolf Death Eater eating a person and it's it's messed up for a kid's movie it's like really gross
1: that's because i feel like these these books and movies like once you get past a certain book it's not for kids so much anymore it's like for young adults at the youngest Mm -hmm. so well, and
0: it's kind of about the whole premise of these books was kind of like children facing adult themes and i think that's why a lot of people like them because at every point in life like unfortunately there's not a lot you can do to protect your children from adult themes because life contains adult yeah. themes, you know. Like it's, but it's just I think having the conversation and being able to to talk to your child about it that is important. Exactly. Yeah. But then Voldemort is also wicked smart, and he knows that he's not the true master of the wand because snape killed dumbledore and he's like you know you know sorry about it snape you know while you live the elder one it can't be mined, and he's like you know only i can live forever got him and it's just (laughs) and then they like it's really awesome messed up snape dies by like being attacked by Nagini, like just being striked by a snake a terrible way to go and that and like
1: you don't see it and you just like you kind of see like parts of it. it's ugh. like muffled through the window but just the thump ugh. the thump the thump
0: yeah thump, thump. you're like <laughs> it's insane and like harry's just listening to this and i keep thinking like man out of a series of events right if draco had done it and draco killed uh had draco killed dumbledore that would have been draco yeah uh, you know what i mean happening to him which is ugh. Brutal, yeah. brutal 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 uh-uh. and then snape pleads with a beautiful performance from alan rickman uh rip so good Ugh. but he has this beautiful moment of like please take my thoughts and memories and then it's it's definitely it's very weird that he does this in the movie and i think he even does it in the book where he's like he makes harry potter look at him in the eyes because he has his mother's eyes but it's weird yeah. it's weird to me uh yeah <laughs>
1: It is. It's, well, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that's an unpopular opinion, but I think that Snape is a phenomenal character, but I think that the whole, like, he still is, like, in love and, like, borderline obsessed with Lily Evans, a.k.a. Lily Potter, a.k.a. Harry's dead mom, is weird. Yeah. Right? Like, they're basically, like, they become best friends when they're very young before they're at school. They're kind of best friends at school. And then he, like, does some really terrible things to her. She still is his friend, and then finally she like cuts it off. She's like, "Yo, man, like fifth year, you you called me a mudblood. Get out of here." And even still, after they're not friends anymore, he still is obsessed with her and is angry that she that she marries. I mean, she marries like the guy that tortured him at school. <laughs> so like that's that's a deep that's a deep cut. But he literally is still obsessed with her even. After she's been dead for years and years and years and was with someone else. And that's why she's so mean to, he's so mean to Harry is because Harry is, looks like his dad. That's, literally the reason they talk about the book that's the reason he's mean to him
0: yeah it's he so gross therapy
1: man like serious therapy
0: he really does and it's like stalkery how he feels for harry's mom and people like romanticize the heck out of this and I i've never They're been like, able to always, yeah and i'm like always and i'm like ew no i'm stop it this is it's toxic it- with the taste Ugh. of your lips it's really toxic free Britney. oh my god <laughs> anyway, um yeah so voldemort then gets in everybody's head and he's like yeah you guys you were amazing you're great but you know what it was a waste harry potter would rather let people die as if voldemort is not the one killing everybody this is this is just how right. i feel like dictators work they're like hey it's somebody else's fault not me even though i clearly had all these orders for people to get killed um anyway that's also how
1: <laughs> narcissists yes. work, and most dictators and tyrants are narcissists yes. so yeah oh, i mean stay broke price, voldemort's a narcissist yes
0: it's so true and voldemort's like so harry potter confront me in the forest or i kill everyone he gives them such great options too like a real narcissist they're always like it, and it's like who who makes these options these are both terrible options like i was like what's behind door number three voldemort like can i have a different i want a different one um brutal because fred is dead and miss weasley is just not it's devastated which it's just rough lupin and tonks are dead at this point and not holding hands it's you know this is a low point of the battle it these are some deaths that go too quick and they hurt and then harry goes to the pensive and basically kind of has what we just talked about where he sees lily and snape's friendship and it's so messed up to me that petunia was so jealous of lily though and was like like, I don't know. I feel like if I found out my family member was a wizard, I would be so excited and I'd be like, I would always, too, be like, well, can't you do the dishes, right? And they'd be like, we're not allowed to use magic outside of school. And I'd be like, so? You know what I mean? Like, I would be I like, would keep trying to bully them to do shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, Go to Askaban for me. You won't. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 you won't do it.
1: No, and, like, in the book, they talk about how Petunia, like, really, she was so jealous also because she yeah. wanted to have magic, too. She wanted to have magic and she mm-hmm. writes to Dumbledore as a child and says, "Could you please give me a chance? I want to go to Hogwarts." And that's one of the reasons that she is so that she's so awful to Harry is because it reminds her that her parents cuz also her parents clearly thought it was yeah. freaking awesome, which what parent would it that like one of their kids was magical and so she immediately felt self-conscious. And obviously we don't really know mm-hmm. about like their relationship with their parents at all. But they seem to be really good friends, and Lily seems to really care about her sister. Yeah. And it's her sister who pushes her away. Because she, she's jealous and she can't go to magic school, and then that's yeah. why she's
0: terrible to Harry. It's still not okay. He, oh, she it's should not. not but, yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> Have you heard the fan theory, too, that one of the reasons that Petunia and her husband give Dudley everything he wants and always try to keep him calm and happy is because he showed early signs of magic as a child?
0: Oh yeah. No, I haven't heard that one. They're saying Dudley showed early signs of magic, or yeah, that's like a, that oh, yeah. Dudley did. It's like a oh. whole fan
1: theory, and that's why they coddle and cater to him so much because one of the ways that kids show magic early on is like, oh, they want to get to something and they can't get to yeah. it, and somehow magically they have it, you know. And it's because, and that's they try to basically because. Petunia didn't want that. She didn't want that. So, and yeah. that's like one of the big That rumors. makes sense
0: to me that they kind of like made Dudley a squib. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in their own way, right? That oh. that makes sense. I'm also confused in these members We're like, because Lily and Snape are hanging out as children, and it's unclear if it's at Hogwarts or were they like neighbors? I can't remember so, in the book. In the book, either. they're like neighbors. In,
1: okay, in, that's what yeah, I thought. They live close yeah. to each other because he lives. The place, Spinner's End, the, like, really, like, run-down part of town where he still lives is his parents' house he still lives in, so... Apparently, Lily lived in like this slightly nicer part over the hill and there was a park between their houses. Wow.
0: Yeah. And then I thought we kind of get to see, too, when Snape kind of gives up the life of being a Death Eater and kind of comes begging to Dumbledore, which is very interesting. I don't super love how it's done in the movie. It's, I think, a little more engaging in the book. It's also a little bit unnecessary at this point, but I get it. We want to see it. So why not? and dumbledore you know is not really having it does not trust snape but does say you know that uh you know harry has her eyes he's dumbledore starts this dumbledore is also feeding the fire of the stalker guy for sure he's not helping <laughs> oh
1: hundred percent a hundred percent and like in the book he kind of is too but in the book i always read it as he's trying to get to yeah. same soft side to get him to understand what doing the right thing is. Yeah, for sure. Force
0: and then basically Dumbledore is like, well, if you love her, you take care of her son, which I do think is true. Like that is like 100% yep. of like, well, if yeah. you love her, you'll protect her legacy. And then yeah. we also see what we didn't see in the sixth book, but you kind of know if you've read the books about how Dumbledore was essentially... His death was planned. He knew Snape was going to kill him because he was already dying from uh, ruining the ring horcrux, which, man, I don't know how even... That's what I wish we knew more of because we don't ever get... That's, like, the past that we don't get that I think is interesting of, like, why the ring... Why murdering that, like, ring horcrux was so, like, chaotic and and also, like, killed him because they just killed all these other horcruxes and they're, like, fine, right? Harry, Ron, and Hermione. But... Dumbledore, it, like, hurt him really bad with his hand.
1: Yeah. It's because he realizes what it is in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, they touch on it, right? They, he realizes that it's the, the Death Stone, that it's not just a horcrux, which is what we've been talking about so far, but it's one of the three Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah. And so he figures that out and goes, oh, and he basically tries to use the stone to see his sister again. Oh, man. And doesn't realize, doesn't think about the fact that there's a curse on it because... Voldemort put a curse on it not knowing Mm -hmm. what the stone was just knowing that it was like a family heirloom and that's why he gets the whole thing on his hand and Snape stops it and Snape is like why'd you do this you're so stupid and he's like oh just a fool he's something like a fool just trying to like Relive something because he just wanted to see his sister. It's basically he's trying to see his sister, and
0: that's Mm -hmm. why he gets his. And and we don't get that in the movie. No. That would have been so cool and helpful. But anyway. Um, and I do think it is like very smart for Dumbledore to have done this like knowing that he's dying and he's like well if you do kill me Snape Voldemort will trust you completely because nobody has killed him before I mean that was like amazing and then poor Harry this is the worst way for Harry to learn that he is also a horcrux by the way I am very disappointed in Dumbledore He should have just told him his theory harry does not need to learn this through snape's memory like that is so traumatic but basically harry learns that now he too is a horcrux and has to die and i mean honestly this was a face-to-face conversation sorry this was a face-to-face this was not something you learn by watching somebody talk about you (laughs)
1: and also it was supposed to be because like in the book snape keeps asking if harry's there once he's gotten to hogwarts and like where he is and everyone's like, protect Harry, don't let Snape remember. But it's because Snape actually needs to go tell him. Because Dumbledore said, if I don't have to get the time to tell the kid this, you mm-hmm. gotta tell the kid this. And Snape's like, are you kidding me, man?
0: Yeah, I like don't want to do this. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Why would nothing I would like, rather do lives? <laughs> yeah, but it's
1: supposed. But Snape <laughs> is supposed to tell Harry face to face, and then. Can't, cause Dumbledore murders him before he can tell him. So at least he had his memories there ready, ready for Harry. That's good. So
0: there's also it is so creepy that he like hugs Harry's mom's dead body, and that's like one of those moments that everybody romanticized. But it's like that woman died. (laughs) Like it's weird, dude. It's weird. It's very weird. I mean,
1: I I can't imagine what it's like to go through. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like I'm here being like, yeah. I I mean, I guess if you loved (laughs) it, yeah. And people like kiss, you know, the faces of the people in the casket. Like so, it makes sense. It's like your last bit of physical contact with them, and like you go into shock and you're human. But it is like, it is weird. I just am like. She it's weird. It's one of those things of like Lily is dead, right? And she doesn't know that that is happening to her body, and it makes me feel weird. You know what I mean? There's no consent. My, Where's her, the consent her ghost needs to come back and say yes, and then it's okay? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're re-editing. Okay, so we're re-editing um, the movie. It is really crazy how like they basically were just like raising Harry to be slaughtered this whole time, like a pig for slaughter. Like, and it's so. It's so messed up. And this is so much information to get Mm -hmm. at a short time. Then we also learned that Snape's Patronus is a doe. And that was like in the previous Deathly Hallows movie we saw that was leading to like the sort of Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, It's also very interesting to me that his Patronus is a doe, but I don't think... Was Lily's patronus also a doe? Apparently yes. Or is it just because Yeah. Okay. Well, we a little weird because it's to, to me is like that's too close to James Potter's Which patronus. is a stat,
1: yeah. Well then it makes you wonder, it's like, oh, well then d- did her did her patronus change when she married James? That's what I thought I was like, ooh, did her patronus change?
0: Yeah. Was it always a
1: doe? Or like it just happened to be a doe, and it's like, oh, how cute! We're married, and our Patronus is mad.
0: I didn't, I didn't know that Patronuses could change. I was just wondering, maybe that Snape and Lily were like such kindred spirits that they had the same Patronus. And no, then Lily, yeah. A so Patronus change, can change. They, t- they wow. touch on it
1: in book six. Yes, in book six, okay. because after the death of Sirius, Harry thinks that's why Tonks' Patronus changes, because Tonks' Patronus changes. And he's like, oh, it's it looks like it's a big hairy thing. Oh, my God, it's because of Sirius, the loss of her cousin. But it's really because she's in love with Remus Lupin. And so it's actually a werewolf, not, like, a big black dog. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... That's when you find out that they can change. HBO, please call me. I'm clearly a Harry Potter expert. I would love to help you with this. I know everything.
0: That is cool. Yeah. What also a missed (laughs) opportunity? A missed (laughs) a missed great scene. HBO, hello. Please. Um, Yes. All the scenes that need to be, yeah, you need to write for them. There, you deserve. I will vouch for you. I will reference you for sure. Um, I have no power, but I have so I can at least Cause, vouch. Cause this is good. Because they destroyed the
1: Golden Compass, which that's like one of my other favorite books. Yeah. Oh my god. And that TV show yeah. is atrocious. Oh my god! Come
0: also be on my review for the Golden Compass, please. <gasps> yes. I'm in. Awesome. And so Harry is, like, 17, now realizing that he has to die, which I think is, unfortunately, so many 17-year-olds are going through this, which is rough. And so... Harry kind of yeah. realizes like that's why I can hear all the horcruxes I'm one of them and oh he's gonna go to the forest and Hermione breaks my heart with this line it's such a brilliant performance from Emma Watson where she's like I'll go with you you know what I mean like doesn't want him to go alone and it's so oh it's so heartbreaking they're basically like watching their best friend go commit suicide I
1: know because in the book they actually don't know that's where yeah. he's going they get him to say he's not going to go and Hermione's like Harry, you can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we need you. We need to finish this. He's like, but she's like, but the Wizarding World, like we everybody needs you. And he's like, oh, of course I'm not going to. And he literally runs into Neville on the way out when he's about to throw on in his invisibility cloak. And Neville's like, wait, Harry, dude, you're not going there. And Harry's like, nah, nah, man, I ain't going there. I'm not going there at all. But uh, just just going on a stroll. Um, but like, kill the snake if you get a chance. Cool. Yeah. Like. And that's how so no one actually knows that Harry goes.
0: Yeah. I honestly I think I like this movie's version better. I think it's I kinda
1: like that he tells his two mm-hmm. best friends. I feel like he wouldn't tell anyone else. Yeah. It's on co- like it's on character
0: for Harry. Him. I mean, I think him telling Harry or him telling Hermione and Ron is character development right it's like for all of these other past books he would have gone at it alone in the movie or in the book him not telling seems to be what harry does right he always keeps to himself because he's in his trauma still but i like in the movie that he does it and then the beautiful moment though when he kisses the snitch and inside it is the the stone, and he gets to see everybody that he's lost. And then I always think that's maybe that's why he was never like so super sad about everybody. Like he was always a little sad, but it was like somewhere deep down, he like knew he was going to see everybody one last time.
1: Yeah, uh, it's And then
0: he, yeah, oh, it's so much. And then the beautiful question of, like, does it hurt to die? And they're, like, quicker than falling asleep. I totally don't believe them. But, oh, I know. Neither. I'm sure it's very painful to die, unfortunately. Um, but And then he at least, like, at least doesn't have to go alone. And he can kind of be surrounded by, like, the spirits of his family. And then he just, like, drops mm-hmm. the stone in the woods, though. And I'm like, well, that's going to be a wacky adventure for whoever finds that decades later on the forest of Hogwarts, finds the stone. <laughs> and is like, whoa! You know? I was like, I want to see that um, like, post-sequel.
1: I mean, I feel like it's it's fairly safe because it's like yeah. in the middle of the forbidden forest and in the yeah. books with a bunch of other stones. Like, so it's gonna be hard to find but you know what, I feel like that's that's like playing, oh my gosh, this is gonna sound so terrible, but a game that my, my <laughs> one of my ex-boyfriends used to say he would play when he was younger and it was who got the who got the one brownie <laughs> at the Boy Scout yeah. meeting? Oh my where I was goodness. like,
0: there's tons of brownies,
1: but who picked the wrong oh one? Goodness. And I feel like that would be the journey yes. of the stone. It's
0: like, oh, look at all these stones came <laughs> from. Who picks the and they're wrong like, one? Whoa. <laughs> yeah i see dead people. Like, Great. That's honestly, that's the next book. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then Voldemort is just awkwardly waiting for Harry Potter, which I think is very funny. It's this like 70-year-old man um, who's just is coming, I don't know, like like alone on a date wondering if he's going to get ditched. He's just, and then Harry like comes in at the last minute and is like, sorry, babe, I'm here. I, I got caught up. What? <laughs> 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 Sorry, my family yeah, was in town. Yeah, and then Voldemort is just such an and He's like, oh, finally, you've come to die. And then he kills him. And then there's this beautiful whiteness. And then I love like that when you accidentally undo your own oh. accidental bullcrux. <laughs> Whoops. You know, Oopsie. like, yeah. And then Harry learns that he doesn't need glasses in this like purgatory heaven place, uh, which yeah. is great to know. I can't wait to not have glasses. <laughs> 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 uh, Voldemort, kill me next. I'm um, just kidding. But Is then, it cheaper than LASIK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then we see this, like, I mean, it just looks like an ugly, aborted fetus Voldemort. Like, I don't know how know. else to describe it. That's, like, what it looks It looks yeah. like every uh anti abortion poster I've ever seen that's happening. <laughs> unfortunately I mean, that is what Voldemort's soul looks like. It yes. looks
1: like
0: an angry <laughs> think penis. about that. Think about that anti abortionist <laughs> Really <laughs> those are like actually
1: anti Voldemort
0: yeah. posters. Yes. Yes. So, they are fun fact. <laughs> this whole time. It's not actually a second week baby, that's actually Voldemort in the second movie <laughs> dying. Um that's what it looks like. Just a little piece um, of him. Just like a seventh of him. Yeah. You know. And, and even Harry, oh, what a kind boy. He's like still wants to help out this creature. And I Dumbledore know. is like, listen, you can't, you know, he really is beyond our help. It's cool too. I don't even remember what, I think they go into more detail in the book, but it, to harry it's the king's cross station which makes sense because it's like that was his like one of his happy moments the like excitedness of like this is when he's going to see his friends and go to his favorite place in the world hogwarts but to dumbledore and voldemort it's a probably a completely different place yeah i never
1: thought about that yeah because like in it dumbledore is there with him and dumbledore asks him where Mm -hmm. they are and harry's like um i mean it kind of looks Oh, it kind of looks like King's Cross, and that's when he has the line, and I think they have, they have in the movie, too, where he was like, well, as they would say, this is your party. Basically, Dumbledore being like, I don't know where we are. You decided where we are. I guess that's where we are. Like, yeah. And then he's, even the book, they talk about, like, how once Harry says that's where it is, it all comes into a little bit more focus. There's, like, a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. And then Dumbledore reassures Harry that, like, help is going to come when you need it. And just kind of reiterating the faith, which is really beautiful. I love... There's so many good Dumbledore quotes in this series. So many. They're really.
1: He just... He says brilliant things constantly. And I will say that one thing I wish that they had in that scene was um, in the book. You actually get to see Dumbledore be really, really vulnerable because him and Mm -hmm. Harry discuss his sister. They discuss his family. They discuss... Why Dumbledore made him the choice. and Dumbledore literally like gets very vulnerable, gets very emotional, and like apologizes to Harry for things because he he talks about where he messed up.
0: Yeah. Even with
1: Harry and with well, his family. Well, it's so
0: interesting, too, because it's like, Dumbledore isn't in that stone. And you would have thought that he would have come. And it's like, because he goes to the King's Cross Station. It's almost like Dumbledore was waiting. Like, he was like, I can't mm-hmm. go to heaven yet, right? i got to stay and explain things to Harry Potter face to face. Yeah. I know that was wrong. He was like, i got to hang back. Sorry, God. Hold on a minute. Um, I'm going to go. I just got to gotta explain things to the 17-year-old really quick. My bad. Yeah. I just, I tried to, you know, I was just nervous. <laughs> but... <laughs> And I love the quote, too, where he's like, pity the living who live without love. And then one of my fan favorites, too, which is just... It's basic to like but it's brilliant of like of course it's happening inside of your head but why should that mean that's not real and oh, that's like the whole thing too oh yeah it's so good and it's also too because it's like did harry too just like give himself this guidance because this is maybe not dumbledore at all maybe this isn't happening who knows you know but yeah. it's like it's something that like harry told himself to get his strength to like come back to life yeah it's beautiful and it's just beautiful it is a beautiful jinx. moment yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh no jelly drinks anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then <Not laughs> actually, like, just... <laughs> i can't finish the podcast okay <laughs> um, and then malfoy's mom honestly the real hero M- voldemort is also not uh. back, but malfoy's mom comes over and without her if she had not made this choice nothing would have gone as planned harry potter would have died again in a second but malfoy's mom just goes over to harry and she's like checking to see if he's alive but she knows he's alive and she asks him is Draco okay and he nods yes and she and she's done you know she's probably like this has been too crazy for me I'm out of this life you know I just wanted the money yeah I love that (laughs) she
1: basically is like my son is the most important thing to me I don't care if I die trying to save him I'm like oh that's when you never you like never have liked Narcissa Malfoy before because Mm -hmm. like in the book she's supposed to be A, a lot younger than Lucius. Yeah. And really, really gorgeous. Hi, her name is also Narcissa, please. Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) And so this is the only time that you actually really get to see her do, honestly, anything. And the first thing she does is go, I will literally sacrifice all these people I've called my friends, myself, my husband, if we can go back in there and find my son. Yeah. Bam. And I
0: honestly, I've always liked her, even when it wasn't popular, too, because I did love... Her love for Draco, I thought, was really admirable mm-hmm. because obviously Lucius does not. I Lucius like no it, Draco is an accessory to Lucius, but Narcissa loves Draco. She loves him with her yeah. heart, like pure. It is like pure mother's love, and it's beautiful to see because I feel like we
1: don't we don't see a lot of parents in Harry Potter. Because yeah, because they're all
0: dead. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we get the Weasleys who are just phenomenal, like the world's best humans. But like, we don't get to see much more than that. So yeah, seeing seeing that Draco could be a better person because of the love of his mother is is a is a wonderful thing. And eventually, he is a better yeah. person. In Chris Child, he like marries somebody who his dad doesn't approve of because she's not like mm-hmm. a pureblood, but he loves her, and so he marries his wife for love, and then they have a son, and clearly draco and her good parents because their son is amazing
0: so yeah it ended up working out and then oh it's so messed up and i feel like no one ever talks about but voldemort makes hagrid who i guess is just so upset that he can't feel (gasps) that harry is alive oh poor hagrid and then but he makes them deliver the dead body to everybody which is insane voldemort so it's so messed, messed up. up. And Ginny sees it and she wigs out and Voldemort is like, all right, you know, I got this dead body. I'm a 70-year-old man at this point. I've got this dead body <laughs> of a 17-year-old I killed that I made a half-giant carry for me. You know, I've got the ultimate nose job. Uh, put your faith in me, you know? Just, <laughs> I'm cool, I'm 100%. <laughs> also,
1: don't worry, don't worry. He wasn't yeah. that great of a guy. <laughs> like, this Harry Potter kid, he was running away. Yeah from you guys because he didn't want to turn himself in to save you i caught him running away so guys really i got you he's
0: the worst he's just the worst and then i love (laughs) the moment there's so many memes of it and it is truly awkward like i was i just always thought you know with gifts and everything that it was like oh it just looks awkward because we are we were seeing it out of context but no when draco joins voldemort and voldemort hugs him it is so he shouldn't have hugged him. I don't know. I don't think Voldemort would have <laughs> no. ever. I think that was terrible directing. No. Awful. Like
1: like they literally talk <laughs> about how Voldemort cares for his snake more than he's cared for any other living creature. Alive oh, or dead. It
0: was so weird that he hugged Draco. Like it so, it's it's really funny. No, so it's really funny. And I understand, like, poor Draco. He's like, he's just coming over for his family, right? He doesn't want to. He's like, he's like, but my mom and dad are oh. over there, and they have all the money and all my stuff. I gotta go. Like, that's my family. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I can't imagine the whole cast. I'm assuming that they're all just like trying not to laugh at this hug. Oh yeah and then neville longbottom steps up and everybody just kind of like laughs at him and he's like you know what i'm i'm gonna say something and he's like, you know what? People die every day. It doesn't matter that Harry's gone. Harry's in our hearts. It's so cheesy, but it's great. It's exactly what I would have thought Neville yeah. would have said. And then he ends up, this is where he pulls up the sword. And then it's like that moment that Harry needs for the distraction. And he jumps mm-hmm. and Voldemort is like, well, why? You know what I mean? Like duped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, duped twice in my lifetime. <laughs> uh, and the Malfoys bounce. Uh, the snake ends up going for ron but then i think neville gets it bellatrix goes for jenny and i love that line of not my daughter you bitch you know uh, even though oh, oh my gosh so good. that's
1: the best part because in the in the book i feel like it's even more in oh yeah and like and it's molly is wearing i just remember the book that they talk about how she's wearing like a cloak and she sort up, like, throws her cloak off, which I akin to, like, taking out your hoop earrings before you're about to fight somebody.
0: Yes. Like, she throws her... Unzipping those high-heeled yeah, boots. Yeah, she literally Sorry. undoes the cloak at her neck in the book
1: and, it, like, throws it off and, like runs at Bellatrix and then the two of them are dueling for a while and everyone's there going, yeah. "Well, because that's the thing is that all we've known from Molly Weasley in these books is that she's like like the world's best mama who's an amazing cook who takes care of everybody. Yeah, so but sweet. Yeah. When you're a nerd like me, you know that she's actually, she's from a prominent pureblood family. She's one of the Pruitts. There's a part where they talk about her brothers, uh, Fabian, and I'm blanking the other name, Pruitt, who when Voldemort was previously around, they—they they, all they say is they died like heroes and took lots of Death Eaters with them. She's from a very mm. powerful family, which is why, she, like, the, the one annoying aunt who's, like, in the beginning of this book, Aunt Muriel, she's from Molly's side. Yeah. That's why she's so yeah. stuck up and rich. Mm. It's because she's from Molly's side. And that's where Molly came from. Molly came from, like, a really wealthy... Yeah pure Bud family that was very powerful and so you don't you don't think about like oh how good is molly at magic because she's a stay-at-home mom and i love this moment where you realize that molly is just as good or possibly better than her husband at doing magic and dueling and you can see where Ginny gets her talent yeah
0: and bellatrix is yeah Bellatrix is, no. like, not an easy kill by any means. Although I loved her. I honestly kind of wish she didn't die. That's I loved, because she's, she's, uh, she's amazing. Oh, she's my favorite. Helena bone
1: Carter, forever. Forever. Yeah. Oh,
0: she's too good. No. You can't amazing. ever hate Helena Von Carter. I, <laughs> oh, she's so good. And then, oh, I honestly... I People make fun of the last battle of this movie, too. I kind of, I like the way it I started. Either. I didn't love the way that it ended. I also kind of hate the cheesiness of the Put line it of like, together. let's finish this hate... the way we started oh God, it God, together, right? It's so, and they used it so much in the trailer mm. for everything. And I'm just like, stop. It doesn't no feel like this is not a Marvel movie where you need yeah. the witty thing. It's have him just duel, have him just duel. And then we learn that because... The Elder Wand, you know, because Harry disarmed Draco and Snape was acting on the behalf of Draco because of the uh, unbreakable yeah. vow that the wand, the Elder Wand belongs to Harry Potter. So he's got the magic and like the ultimate power in this battle. But honestly, it feels like for all the other special effects that they had in this movie, the battle is like very meh. You know, it doesn't have, like, a lot of flair. I don't know if it's because of, like, the lighting and where they did it outside and if it was just, like, the editors were like, uh, I'll do my best, you know, (laughs) like... I get why they
1: changed it a little bit. Because, like, in the book, to be fair, I love it in the book. It's amazing because it is the first time that Harry has faced Voldemort where he has the upper hand. Every other time it's been, ooh, surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. here's Voldemort. And it's like, oh, crap, gotta get out alive. This is the first time Harry walks into battle ready. He is ready to go. He's got all this knowledge on him. He doesn't call him Voldemort. He calls him Tom, which totally sticks to Voldemort. You know he hates that. It super annoys him. Like, he's there and he's taught. Talk- the best yeah. part of the book is that he's literally, they're circling each other. And I know that that's not very exciting visually, but they're circling each other and Harry is there basically just throwing knowledge at him about why he is now superior to Voldemort and why Voldemort is stupid, why Voldemort doesn't understand stuff. And he sort of is, like, lecturing Voldemort and being like, oh, you don't get it, do you, Tom? And he's, like, egging him on. He's like, you don't get it, Tom. You didn't figure it out. You weren't smart enough. You thought you were smarter. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not. And it's this great thing where it's, like, the power dynamic for the first time is completely flopped. Yeah. Where Harry is the dominating, powerful one, and then they only throw one spell at each other, Voldemort comes at him with the abacadabra, and then he goes at him with uh, a disarming spell. And then because Voldemort's, which they kind of do this in the movie, but they don't, they don't don't explain it? They don't explain it where basically Voldemort's wand, like, just starts glowing, and then he does disarm Voldemort and catch it, and then Voldemort just, like, shrivels up and goes away. What happens in the book is that his own spell backfires on him. So Harry doesn't actually kill Voldemort. Voldemort kills himself, and that's not clear in the movie, Mm -hmm. and that also bugged me. It bugged me that Harry was not the one who was dominant, finally, in this entire thing. And that he that doesn't like none of that's clear i did yeah. not like that also
0: the like ashy breakaway what? thing i understand i feel like part of it was like a holocaust metaphor right but i always keep thinking i'm like he he got voldemort in his mouth after <sighs> that right there's like no way i feel like you needed the scene of him going <laughs> you know like, i mean like i was like there, there's no the way he broke apart being like guys
1: i just got rid of voldemort straight up being in my head and my soul yeah. i didn't want him in my mouth too <laughs>
0: Yeah, now I just digested his flesh <laughs> oh, oh, disgusting and then my whole thing is like then the battle in the movie just kind of ends and I'm like well what about all the other death eaters did they just quit the minute that Voldemort died I'm like there's no way a lot of them had to be yeah. crazy um, but so, but we'll never know um, <laughs> at least in the movie way maybe HBO will help us out But uh,
1: HBO you gotta do it right like mm-hmm. if you don't do it right yeah. and you mess it up like you did a golden compass I think I'm just gonna send you hate letters for the rest of my life <laughs>
0: <laughs> like just let me oh help goodness. you i'm here being
1: like just let me help you now yes be you're ready
0: you are ready for it they should honestly they're missing out if they do not hire you to write for them <laughs> they really
1: are like hbo if you're listening you need to you need to just hire me and if not yes. to write it to be the consultant i need to be the the harry potter in dramaturg, room, whatever harry potter consultant. <laughs> yeah where basically I could I could be like, oh, let me help you with this. That's actually not accurate. That's not what happens. Yes. You can't do this because of this. They needed
0: it because I don't 100%. know if they had that on the movies. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. Oh,
1: they definitely didn't because, um, because mm-hmm. they had JK there. But think about it this way. If you wrote a book series, would you know your own book series like the back of your hand? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You know the characters, but not...
0: Usually you just are trying to like... I, how I feel, because I'm like in the midst of writing a book, you're like, you write the book, you're like, okay, I'm ready to sell yeah. it and I'm ready to forget ever yeah. writing this book because the process of writing a book is so emotional and like so much work that you're like, I just exactly. want to be done. Like free me of the shackles, right? So that I can be shackled again and write another book. So but, why would
1: you depend on JK to, she doesn't reread her own books. Yeah.
0: Also, JK Rowling is all over the oh place. Goodness. Check out her Twitter I, feed, mm, you know? I know, like, like uh, I I, know. <laughs> one of
1: the most depressing moments of my life was when she starts saying that kind of stuff and I was like, me I oh. but I've always looked up
0: to you. I <laughs> know oh, I've been kind of over her for years. I feel like the way that she handled Dumbledore's queerness was like a cop out, and then to go and do all these transphobic stuff. But oh my, that's gosh. on
1: my podcast episode. Yeah, it's uh, she's she's made some bad decisions where I was like, I wish I yeah. I wrote to you wow. at twelve years old, uh-huh. like, and you wrote me back. Not really, but, like, she, it was it was early enough in Harry Potter that she, there was, like, a set letter oh, they sent so back cool. to you. But it came with a signed photo from her, and the ink yeah. was wet, so she clearly, like, signed a bunch of photos, but, like, I didn't keep it. Now I don't care that I didn't keep yeah,
0: it. Yeah, probably for the best. Because I'm, like,
1: I'm, like, girl. Yeah.
0: Separating the art from the artist, you know? Um, yeah.
1: Because I have a lot of queer Harry Potter theories, FYI. Yeah, me too.
0: I've been, that's what I've them. been doing this whole podcast is kind of just, I guess, and To be spiteful being like this is a gay relationship this is gay subtext this i've been like you can't stop me (laughs) okay but some of it is obviously there it feels like it 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 definitely does like it's a cop out in the prequels too that she's like oh yeah dumbledore's gay but we're not going to show it in the prominent point of his life where he would have clearly been an active gay man with his gay lover grindelwald right like it's just i still uh.
1: think that sirius was gay
0: Yeah, I could maybe, I could definitely, I think Sirius is bi, for sure. Yeah,
1: at least, because he's, like, the super good-looking dude, and they talk about how, like, chicks would always check him out, but he wouldn't do anything about it. And and his
0: obsession with James Potter, I get it, right? I think he was a
1: little into his best friend. Absolutely. They were inseparable. I think he was like, that's one of the reasons he didn't date at Hogwarts was because mm-hmm. he was kind of in love with his bestie. Also, I have a very long theory that I'll have to tell you another point about <laughs> why Rita Skeeter is actually a transgender woman.
0: Ah, oh, I would buy that, honestly. I really would. I would. There are, there
1: are some very obvious hints in the book where as I reread it, like, I think it was like five years ago when I did my another reread, I was like, oh, man. Because I just had a loved one who went, who started transitioning. I was like, Oh, it's awesome! Oh my god, this is what she's going through to be a she, and these are the things like mm-hmm. she can't physically change. And Rita Skeeter has these weird things that like you can't physically change when you're transgender. And oh my god, she's transgender,
0: <gasps> and I was like, oh. Yeah, I believe it too. And there's always I feel like a bunch of transgender people usually are very gifted writers, too, because it's they it's such a self-reflective journey, which is one of the biggest things that makes us. And also, you think about it, she has to be really
1: the way she is. She has to be very strong and very loud and opinionated Mm -hmm. and assert herself as a transgender woman. Of course, she has to do that.
0: Like, that makes total sense. And the wizarding world. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. With the. misogynistic fudge at that point oh my god (laughs) she's also one of the only
1: characters it's like her and umbridge and then voldemort who jk gives no redeeming qualities to and you know that umbridge was based Mm -hmm. on a teacher that she had and so i'm like oh rita's clearly based on some transgender woman that she had a terrible relationship with
0: yeah. This is so don't so base your relationship on with one person on a group of people. Thank that's like the you. first that is the first thing like people oh my- need to realize It's like what somebody one experience does not determine all experiences. I understand that our brain this is a newly developed habit that we are humans are kind of we're getting out of caveman brain yeah. and into like intellectual brain, right? And that's intellectual brain is like, "Oh, people have multiple layers and sometimes, you know, just because I had a bad experience but this does not mean that this bad experience is going to repeat.
1: Yeah, I had a bad experience with shrimp one time. Made me sick. Oh man. You know, at 10 years old and then guess what? A few years later I was like, I'm going to try shrimp and it was again. delicious. Cuz I feel like <laughs> yeah. it was good and it was amazing and then I And you would have missed out, out on
0: all those shrimp experiences and that's terrible. Exactly.
1: <laughs> if I hadn't realized as a young child that that was just one bad
0: situation one bad shrimp (laughs) and i i can't believe i keep thinking about this battle too and i'm like so is filch gonna just clean all this up like what are they the cleanup of this is so (laughs) much and then harry is just smiling as much as he can with the cut on his lip in this movie because ron and hermione are together and he breaks the elder wand because he's harry freaking potter and honestly the whole point of these books was just to break everything the three brothers owned because you know, they it seemingly was dangerous. Yeah, except the invisibility book. We're gonna keep that one, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Except that he doesn't break the elder yeah. wand in the book. He goes and puts it back in Dumbledore's yeah. grave where it belongs and he uses it he uses it to fix yeah. his own wand.
0: And I don't even That's think it. they do that in the movie. <laughs> but Oh. No,
1: which, literally, he breaks the Elder Wand, and then you're like... Yeah, what are do you, so you do doing, Harry?
0: I guess, like, Ollivander will like, be freed now, so... Yeah, I guess so. I don't so. know if I would want to fix the wand that connected me to Voldemort, but I guess you gotta have, like, a memory of this time. Yeah. And I, you get used to it, you know?
1: I guess that both his wands, though, connected yeah, to Voldemort when you for
0: sure. Aww,
1: he, he can't. can't. It's
0: rough trauma. <laughs> <Ruff> trauma! <laughs> Uh and then I honestly she should have just to me I think she could have ended the book here. I don't feel like I needed all these years later and I feel like on hindsight a lot of people didn't like yeah. it. I I would have been fine personally. I would have been fine with the bats the battle and it's just them all smiling together and that's good enough for me. Yeah. But then they do 19 years later which I guess she decides okay for once, at the end of my book, the very last pages, I'm gonna decide to not discredit Slytherins anymore. I was like, I'm gonna kind of try to redeem them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand I have made some mistakes. Um, I can't. I don't know what time period there, because what Harry was supposed to start in 1989, right? 91. Or, 91 is what his is that. So that's his 11th year, right? So, yes, so I'm so confused because I guess in 1991, because I remember reading in the books that the very first book that Dudley has a PlayStation and that like threw me off for a while because I was like, what aren't they in the 80s? I was very confused about the time period for a long time. Yeah, so I guess that I guess it kind of catches up to nowadays, like nowadays, Harry Potter is like in his 40s and the children are at school right now, I guess, in terms of time. Uh, yeah. little emo Weasleys and Potters. They're all goth, um, which makes sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean? remember
0: my mother was so <laughs> mad when she saw this scene because she was like, she was a very big Harry Potter fan too and we kind of like bonded over this. And she was like, why did they make them look so ugly in the movie? And I was like, Mom, I don't think they're that ugly, but she she has some issues. So, No. But she, yeah.
1: I mean, I would almost kind of agree with your mom though because like it's really weird how like, when they age them up, they like age them up in a really like aggressive yeah. like, way. Like Ron has Especially the dad the boys. Guys.
0: Ginny has that mom haircut. Yeah, yeah it's weird.
1: <laughs> and also, like neither Ginny or um, Hermione are wearing literally any yeah. makeup, and you're just like, okay, I'm sorry. I feel like both of them would maybe have a, a lipstick on at this point. Like I feel like Hermione would live for both yeah. lip at this point.
0: Well, I guess it's it's the first day of their kids going so i can understand that being a little nerve-wracking right i was like me as a mom i don't think i would be able to put on makeup because i'd be like a little worried you know it's your birds leaving the nest for the first time and they're gonna go away i know a couple of their kids were just already like it's like their second year but if it's some other kids first years you know you're like okay you know you're still nervous every time hermione
1: at this point in the lore is um a lawyer so I feel like yeah. she would already know how to put herself together in five seconds and always be looking on top of it because she has to for her job. And then she so yeah. then she becomes minister of magic. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So I feel like I feel like that's why I was like, Okay, Hermione Hermione would have a bold lip. I'm saying it. She'd have a power lip on, guys. She'd
0: have a power lip. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Or at least a really colorful pantsuit, you know? something (laughs) Something. yeah and so then i hate what he named his kids i i hate it it's it's not i i get it but i hate it albus severus potter i guess it's not as terrible but i i don't want him to name it after snape it feels weird to me but i i get it all right whatever i'll give it to you i really i really hate what ron and hermione named their kids what did they name their kids? i don't even remember hugo and rose Ugh. I like Rose but my middle name Rose is, is Rose fine. so I'm yeah, bad. but Hugo is, I, is Rose rough. Rose is fine Doctor <laughs> Who
1: Rose but like Hugo?
0: Yeah Hugo's weird. Weird. I don't get that. My boyfriend works at Hugo's I guess so <laughs> 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 um, the restaurant name it's a great restaurant name not a kid name for me or Amen. it just feels like a 40 year old name it does not right? feel like a child name. No. <laughs> um. But anyway, Harry reassures that even if Albus Severus Potter gets into Slytherin, it's going to be fine. Slytherin will gain a wonderful young wizard. And, you know, the sorting hat takes in your options, you know, takes your choice into account. And I honestly thought that was, like, very good parenting of a dad being like, hey, you know what? Like, because I feel like so many, I'm reading this, like, book right now, too, about uh, kind of, like, the pressures that kids are under when applying to colleges and stuff. And I I think it's such a good effort of being like, hey, like wherever you go, you've got options. You know, whatever you want, the universe is going to indulge you on. So don't worry, you know, don't stress about having to get it right right away. It will work out. Uh, I think that's such a powerful message.
1: Yeah, I wish that I wish my parents had said things like that to me me
0: too (laughs) but now i can say it to anybody who's listening now we can we can fix what we didn't do there you go
1: amen and
0: all is well and now we go suffer the fantastic b series um but i'm not doing that this season because i need a break
1: (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) also i don't i'm here being like why did we do a fantastic b series Uh, it's so all she really wanted to do was do clearly a young dumbledore series so why didn't we just do a young dumbledore series because we didn't get any of the stuff about dumbledore and his past in these movies no we didn't like and it's gonna be all messed up now about
0: that because like now they recast johnny depp and honestly that's probably for the best but it's still weird i don't know who they've cast in his place actually but i know they've recast i mean john to be fair he was a
1: little too old for the part yeah i I feel
0: like that he was looking
1: a little too because like Next to Jude Law, I was like,
0: oh, Yeah. Man. I think too, she wanted to do these movies just to have like more of an American audience because and have more of an American cast because yeah. it was so British you know what I mean? And I and I get it. She clearly needed my help because you yes, know, she does. <laughs> she had
1: Minerva McGonagall as a teacher in like the forties at the school and then they're going, No, 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 no. Minerva was a, a student in the forties yeah. at the school. Not that I don't Ugh. love seeing that girl who plays a perfect and adorable yeah, and amazing young amazing. Minerva, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 no. But I even in my ultimate Harry Potter wisdom was like, oh, I know how they could fix it. I was like, all we have to do is have that be her, be Minerva's aunt, because in yeah. in the the like her Minerva's backstory, which is not in any books, but I've read it because it's like in those like short story Pottermore, whatever, Wizarding World books you can download for your Kindle, yeah. just for your Kindle. i read all of them, yes. and one yeah. of them is hers. And in it, basically, Aww. her dad is a muggle, and her mother is a witch, um, and her mother keeps her mm. witchiness a secret, and when Minerva starts showing signs, she keeps it a secret, and she's like, we have to keep it a secret from your father, and all this stuff. Um, but I was like, oh, well, how did, how did Minerva's mom meet the dad? And I was like, or maybe... The dad is a muggle and his sister. How easy would it be for his sister to be a witch? And that's how they yeah. that's how they met, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So that's easy it. way yeah. to fix it. You're uh, welcome, guys. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Just literally hire her. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else? I read your kind of thing at the beginning, but is there anything else you'd like to plug or talk about or anything? I mean, nothing super crazy, again, I'm sure you read the beginning, but basically, yeah. um, I do
1: a podcast called uh, the Fake Nerd Girls Podcast, and it's run by me and another woman who we ran comic book shops, and then I still actually work in comic book publishing. Um, awesome. And it's very fun, it's feminist, we have some great uh, guests on who you'll probably know if you're a comic book nerd. At some point, we're going to do a Harry Potter episode, because she is also a huge Harry Potter fan. Yes. And I'm sure it will get very, very um, spirited. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Fake nerd Girls Podcast, and then my personal Instagram, which I I do recommend books on my Instagram, and then it's just pictures of me hiking. But yes. if you really want to see that, it's I me. Mean, that and then I post a lot of stuff about like mental health and things like that because I do think that's very important. Yeah, um, totally. And I've worked with kids for a long time, so I think it's really important. The earlier the better to tell them mental health and taking care of yourself is important. So I definitely post stuff like that and my Instagram is Miss M S, so Ms. Harley R. Cause because yeah and
0: I'll include all the links below so they can just click on it because that's easier because it's not HTTP all that dash, stuff. you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well awesome thank you so yeah, much okay, for coming so on fun. and thank you guys so much again for listening and coming with me through this Harry Potter journey now the rest of the season is just gonna kind of be random kid shows that I liked and movies I liked and things that I liked that I feel like are, are reaching the kids and we'll dive deeper into them go follow Harley's links uh she was such a great guest and go listen to her podcast and if you guys want to be a guest obviously you can contact me below and at my email obviously please donate we're still getting my feet off the ground as my first season and who knows where it will go I'm going to try to pitch this to a bigger network but I just wanted to have a season where I just kind of did whatever I wanted and had complete creative control and freedom and just kind of felt what that was like over the podcast thing yeah so thanks to you guys so much for listening please donate and follow below subscribe wherever you're listening to this to all of that helps uh you are so valued and loved and we did it we made it through the harry potter series Yass.